This is an ABC podcast. Cardinal Pell's sudden death has been met with mixed responses from the public, but including an outpouring of anger, disturbance and sorrow from survivors and survivor groups. Francis Sullivan is former CEO of the Truth, Justice and Healing Council, a national body that oversaw the church's engagement with the Royal Commission into Child Sexual Abuse. Francis, how much genuine reform has the Catholic Church in Australia achieved on the issue of sexual abuse? The public inquiry, the Royal Commission, revealed the culture of the church that led to concealment and encouraged secrecy. Now, the bishops and the religious leaders had to cop that face on, and they have gone about improving the standards of child safety and protection and accountabilities of service providers and dioceses to that end. They have gone about doing what you would expect them to do, which is demonstrating to the community that services for children are safer than they've ever been. How does that show practically? What would an ordinary person see? Well, that's a good question. Well, the ordinary person can only go by the proclamations from various dioceses and religious orders that safeguarding measures are put in place. But, Noel, the deeper questions that the Royal Commission revealed about the why that the Catholic Church got involved in all this are still to be fully addressed, and that is the abuse and misuse of power, the issue that only some people are entitled to be in positions of authority and that the dark side of clericalism and how it has a strangling effect on the operations of the church, those issues are a slow burn and there's still great resistance within the clerical caste and in the Episcopal caste to do anything substantial about it. In this sense, uh, Lucy Morris-Marr, the journalist, said that, that this death, Pell's death, would be terribly triggering for many Australians who've been impacted by sexual abuse, whether that's, you know, survivors, parents, friends, or all those sorts of people. But in a sense, uh, the Ellis defence, for example, which it's put at Cardinal Pell's feet to say that the church overall is not necessarily responsible for reparations to and restoration to individuals. I, mean, I know it didn't wash in the end, but it, it's a big thing, the Ellis defence. He's remembered for it. Can you comment on that? Look, one of the things that went on in the dynamics of the Royal Commission was everything was reduced down to Cardinal Pell when it came to the Catholic Church. Which is not true, of course, but go on. Absolutely not true. And as I have said to people, in my time in the role at the Royal Commission, Cardinal Pell was 100% supportive of everything I was trying to do. That's very important to him. I mean, he understood more than many of the bishops that the sort of old style of trying to be defensive and trying to contextualise and even minimalise the abuse scandal was just hopeless. Secondly, in the latter years of his time in Australia, and I can only speak from my own engagement with him, he was trying to re-engage with survivors, but too much damage had happened. George Pell became the symbol of the Catholic Church when it comes to child sexual abuse. And therefore, it was an iconic role that was played. Mm -hmm. And the criticisms that go to him 
have to be seen in that context. If you had to give a score, I mean, I know you had one of the harder jobs uh, in the, the, the way you had to work. If you had to give a score in terms of how the cardinal performed in terms of reform of the church, in terms of sex abuse, this is the, the triggered and much discussed thing. Now, how would you estimate him? Well, look, I think the Royal Commission report stands on itself and speaks for itself, and it was very damning of the Episcopal leadership of the church, and that's more than George Pell. That's the first thing. The second thing is this. He was a person of his time, and many bishops and religious leaders either said they were completely overwhelmed by the scandal and how to deal with it, mm. were either too compliant listening to lawyers and insurance companies either were too ideological and thought this was just a media beat-up mm. or they thought this was an example of the secular society trying to weaken the influence of the church. All those things were said over the time. Mm. And the Royal Commission had to break the back of that, and I think it did that. I think people like George Pell knew that the modus operandi of the past was unacceptable. All of them were products of the past. All of them were caught up in the culture of the past. And now what we have in front of us today as Catholics in Australia is a diminished church, a very divided church, and we have a situation where the interests of Catholics in the institutional practice of the church is waning rapidly. Francis Sullivan, when you say divided, there are those who would say Cardinal Pell represents one of the leaders of that division in the cultural clash between conservative and progressive. Um, how lasting do you think that legacy is? And I ask that in relation to, you know, we've just lost Benedict XVI, and these were similar like-minded people. How likely is that loss of credibility, the loss of leadership, is it going to last? Is it going to change in light of this death as well? Well, there's a number of aspects to that question, Noel. Firstly, George Pell, along with others, was frightened by the outcomes of the Second Vatican Council. So he, along with others, made a deliberate uh, attempt to get into positions of power and influence so that they could manage the fallout of Vatican II in their ideological interests. Mm. That's just the political truth of the matter. He was a lightning rod for discontent. He was a cultural warrior. He had ideological positions that you never died wondering about. And he would say that of himself. And his task in his mind was to keep the ship on a particular course. Unfortunately, on any indice, that looks like it failed because more Australian Catholics have left the church during that time. The church's tone and optics in the public square sounds too judgmental and discriminatory. The church's engagement in normal life of Australians is fractured. So on those indices alone, the church has become divisive. Francis Sullivan, former CEO of the Truth, Justice and Healing Council. He's also the current chair of Concerned Catholics Canberra Goulburn. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.